0: Get
1: high more in the sky. This song I will never die. Yeah. Eins. dry fear That's right That's right Episode number four to be feared auf Deutsch Here we are at the Buck Owens in the Buckaroos Studio It's the Working Class bow Hunters Podcast was that German? I don't know what it was. Working class bow hunters German? I just didn't know what you were doing
2: at the beginning, but I'm back on track with you right now.
1: What did I have? Did I have a stroke? Was I speaking German? <laughs> I oh
2: man, Buckatorium, whatever <laughs> the, we're in. No one bu- even knows. <laughs> if you've listened to more than one podcast, you have no idea where we are.
1: Yeah, and if you haven't, welcome. And good to see you go. All right. Eh, We lost him. We lost him, Kurt. Here we are at number four, the To Be Feared episode. Do you know why it's To Be Feared?
2: Tell me about it. Why?
1: No, I'm asking. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I I was asking. I thought you knew.
1: No, I woke up and I was like, this episode, people are going to fear us. Jeez. Oh man, we we ran out of steam already Yeah, I don't even know what to talk about anymore now You know what, I know what to talk about Uh, Scrolling through and looking for Some articles that we can talk about You know, to uh, keep it fresh Because there's only so many life stories We can share within a couple hours And here's the funniest thing I think I ever could have ran across DNR Cougar sighting Most likely house cat Uh, Not wild cat not house feral cat. cat, a house cat.
2: Oh, Mittens. Mittens, yeah, mittens on the prowl.
1: So So all right. All right.
2: Man, I I almost hate hearing Bob or Mountain Lion stories. Yeah, all
1: right. I'm I'm going to give I'm going to give the person who might have seen this the benefit of the doubt because I did see a giant cat in your driveway when I was pulling in.
2: I live in Sherard, man, and if you, She-Rard. Know, Sherard, if you know anything about Sherard, there is house cat gangs. There's oh. hood cats here.
1: Yeah, by the way, we are. Uh, I'm Steve, and this is Kurt, and this is the Working Class Bow Hunters podcast. If we forgot to tell you, which I did. Yeah, I forgot to, so. Yeah, yeah, whatever, so that everybody else is listening. No one cares, but we're here. But, yeah, all right, so if you think... If you see a cat and you call and say, "Oh I, I swear it was a cougar uh all right uh, uh, how big is the average house cougar would you say eight to twelve pounds roughly. eight to twelve pounds the average house cougar <laughs> now the average wild cougar don't know eighty five to a hundred and fifty it is huge um big. i I'm just saying if I got in a traffic accident and a cougar got out of the car and was holding his hands, I was like, what, what? I, I would flee the scene of the accident. That is how big.
2: Well, here's the thing with mountain lions, cougars, whatever you want to call them. You know, we're Midwest, Illinois, Iowa. There's always that mysterious sighting. Did you see, oh, there's a mountain lion spotted over in Mercer County. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, you remember when they go, oh, yeah, no, we, we have a uh, mountain lion sighting in a corn crib in Mercer County, and the DNR officer goes, yes, I'm about to pull the trigger.
2: I don't think that was Mercer County That was in um,
1: Was it Henry County?
2: Uh, no, it wasn't Henry County It's just north of Rock Island um,
1: Whiteside Whiteside
2: County. County It was Morrison, Illinois
1: For those of you not familiar with where we are Look up Illinois on a map And look up those counties That's where we are Yeah, all of those that's For our all area. our international listeners <laughs> yeah. We got we get listeners in Memphis, Tennessee, apparently
2: Is that like our biggest That must be our
1: biggest uh, audience group In Memphis? I don't know How did they hear about us? They live in Memphis. I don't know. You can email us and let us know at workingclassbowhunters at gmail dot com. Tweet us at WCB bow You know, you if you're listening to this, you know where to find us. Yeah, that's probably where <laughs> you found us.
2: And if you're bored enough, we're it's the off season. Te- well, actually, turkey season, spring turkey season's kicking off right now, so guys are probably uh, we're going to get less listeners.
1: Yeah, because they're uh, going to be so busy hunting turkeys to not listen to. Because all right, they're not going to give up an hour of their time to listen to us. No, probably
2: not. It's, not if they're
1: chasing turkeys. That's it's my one guess. hour. Well, That's all we ask. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: is that once a once a week you listen to us once a, one, one, for an hour, once an hour, once <laughs> an don't hour. Li- they listen to us once an hour. <laughs> well, here's the thing: in Illinois, and we're way off topic because
2: we were going to talk about my, mountain lions, but you can only hunt turkeys, I believe, till one p.m. or something like that. To so you don't booger up the hens on the nest. That's <laughs> He said booger. Booger him up. Booger <laughs> bottom, then he man. he said hen. <sighs> Steve. Yeah. But here's the thing with the whole mountain lion deal, getting back on track here. Everyone's got a story. I've always wanted to see one, and I don't think it's ever going to happen because I think what people see, the house cat thing, just like the Bigfoot sighting deal. They see a house cat walking through the woods at 100 yards, and their eyes trick them into something, and all all, all of a sudden, it's a mountain lion. Because I will say, last season, late season, I seen a house cat from a distance, and at first, when I first seen it, I was misjudging how far away it was, and I thought it was a coyote. And then until I seen it walking back, I was like, oh, that's a house cat. I, for real, got fooled.
1: Are you sure it was a house cat? How do you know it was not a renting cat? It was a hood cat. It was a hood cat? Yeah. Are you sure it was was a wilderness
2: cat, because it was in the woods? (laughs) Cats (laughs) are only in Sherrard.
1: That's amazing. Okay, so the only difference between a house cat and a wilderness cat if it's in the woods. <laughs> yeah, a house cat's in the, in the house. So if we took your cat and put it in the woods right now. It'd be a woods cat. Okay, so if we put your cat in a factory, it's a factory cat? Yeah, just like a mountain
2: lion in the mountains is a mountain lion. But if it's in a cornfield, it's a corn cat. But see, if, if you put a mountain lion inside, it's a house cat.
1: What if? Now I don't hear me out. No, hear me out. Hear me out. What if we put a hat on a cat? Wouldn't that just be silly? That would be funny. What well, would it be then? <sighs>
0: Steve.
1: Come on, what is Dr. Seuss gonna sue us? Ooh. Oh, man, taking punches on. at Dr. Seuss. Come on, man. What's he gonna do? Come out come back at me and be racist like he was? But here's the deal. Allegedly. I don't know if he was or not. He... Who knows? He's got new books. Steve,
2: you hunt public land, which I respect you for that. And a lot of guys will if they hunt public land. And speaking of public land, I just measured two deer for a guy that killed two monsters on public land, which is really impressive. Um,
1: What? Like, he killed actual monsters? Steve. say you monster
2: bucks, bucks, baby. (laughs) He
1: killed two wilderness bucks. Wilderness (laughs) bucks, yeah.
2: House bucks. They killed them this year. Um, one this year, one the year before, so was doubling up. They're really nice deer. One went 149 and some change, and the other one went, oh, 139. Uh, re- two really nice deer. But anyway, you hunt public land. Have you ever heard of, you know, the
1: mountain lion on public land? Uh, funny enough, I was, one time when I was, uh, last season I was hunting, and, uh, you know, wasn't seeing anything. So I decided to start looking up, you know, funny enough mountain lions and the last time one was actually sighted in iowa was just about eh, six or seven miles north of where i was really yeah
2: man i just don't i don't doubt it that they're around in the midwest like they're here and there and they migrate or whatever they do but i just don't think they're around like I don't know. Some people get worked up. You know, you have your people that are like, yeah, they're not around. You know, people are crazy. And then some people are like, oh, yeah, there's mountain lions around. For real, there is. But here's the thing. I hunted a large track of property uh, near Peoria. And for about two years, we had this story going around that there was a panther out there, a black panther. And we found tracks. I never seen it or tracks, but guys were taking pictures of tracks next to the dollar bill that show the size And there's one guy, and they're all credible sources. Like, I would believe them. They grew up, you know, rural Illinois. I would know, you know, if they said something. Yeah, I seen a mountain lion. I'd be like, okay, I'll kind of give you that benefit of the doubt there. But it makes you wonder. I hunted that property a lot that year, and I never seen no black
1: cat. No. Never? Never, ever. Remember who had the song Black Cat? Janet Jackson. Uh, you know what? I, I I took the I took the low I took the low road. Where are we going for that? I took the low road for that joke. I was gonna make a Carolina Panthers joke. Instead, I went Janet Jackson. Man,
2: everything you're talking about, I have no idea. I'm not into the mainstream. Whatever you're into, this was
1: like 1980. But this is off the Rhythm Nation tour. Uh, for all our old listeners, well, actually, uh, I hear we have a listener. Period. I mean, I'm not saying he's old, but he listens to us, so. Send us your age and what you'd like to hear us improve. Yeah, a listener. Who is he? I got to give a shout out to my buddy,
2: Mark Reif. And he's also sponsoring this episode of the Working Class Bowhunters. That he is. Uh, creative Critters Taxidermy in Geneseo, Illinois. You guys got to check this guy out. Um, I'll give you his tw- uh, Instagram handle here in a moment. But this guy does the highest quality taxidermy that that I've seen You know, in this part of Illinois, he just takes it to another level.
1: He's done some just from what I've seen. And I know, you know, I've seen some stuff that he's posted. Uh, My favorite, and I think it's the first picture. If you check out his Instagram, I mean, he may have updated it now, but it's the big fish eating the little fish.
2: Yeah, he's got a couple more uh, two whitetails that he just finished Um, on our Instagram. We actually have a picture of that fish mount.
1: You're going to let that slide that you think I don't know what those fish are called.
2: No, I'm not even, I'm not a fisherman. You're not? Not at all. No, you don't fish at all? I really don't. I, I enjoy fishing. My dad is allergic to fish, and we just never did it growing what, up. Is
1: I, he, like, allergic to eating them, or he can't
2: touch them? I don't know. I don't really know the details. I know he for a fact he can't eat them. But we just – he can't eat them, so we never fish for him. really. That's a good point. So, but, yeah, Mark, he's one of the best taxidermists around, in my opinion. Like, this guy, I've worked with him. I'm actually his taxidermy apprentice, and he's just walked – I went through, in my opinion, one of the best whitetail game head course in the world um, with Joe Meter in Solon, Iowa. And he's probably – he is one of the best whitetail taxidermists in the world. And working with Mark, he shows me stuff, and I'm like, man, you broke that down so much easier for me. I feel like I'm so much I'm – I'm just a way better taxidermist now from working with Mark than – You know, I, I, you know, of course I was limited with working with Joe, you know, to a certain amount of time, but he takes his taxidermy work and he just takes it to the next level. You see, and the thing, the problem with taxidermy is a lot of guys don't know what a good mount looks like. They look at the rack and they're like, looks good, cool. And they take (laughs) it home and they put it on the, on the wall. Well, when you really get, like, if you were to take one of Mark's mounts and put it next to your commercial mount where the guy probably does a hundred of them a year and he just gets them cuts all the corners gets them out the wall it looks like a deer for the most part and you get it home and you're
1: happy with it it <laughs> looks like it looks like a deer that was on a computer program in the 80s yeah it's like boxy like uh i i, I don't <laughs> think my deer was 3d <laughs> well yeah you you know what i mean yeah we're well, like oh dude seriously man look i just tried something new look Anybody that's going to look at this deer, make sure they're wearing these blue and red glasses. <laughs> well, here's the thing: like, <laughs> you just printed it out on paper. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: no, no, no! You didn't look at it yet.
1: <laughs> where's,
2: where's my deer, man? That, that's a thing. Like, okay, these guys put in all this die-hard. You put all your time. You're die-hard about bow hunting. You love bow hunting. You spend all this money on it. And then when it comes to taxidermy, how much? Oh, I don't want to spend five hundred. So I'm going to spend. Three hundred, yeah, and you, it's like a tattoo, man. You don't cheap tattoos aren't good tattoos.
1: Or it's like, or it's like you know, you putting you know all this money into you know you are building a sports car or whatever. You know, you yeah. drop all this money on a on a big block, and oh exactly. man, you got that body bondo. If, if you got money to spend, you are not bondoing a vehicle, but you know, and you're then it's like you, you get that you spend all that time and money into it, and then you spray paint on a paint job like you don't get a good paint job it just it, it it brings
2: that's a pretty good way to put it um
1: i finished i
2: started a mount at uh, joe meter school and i never did the finish work on it and i took it to marks he that was part of my training he basically the first time i ever airbrushed was airbrushing on this mount and I, i'm getting to airbrush and he's like man i guess i should have had you airbrushed on paper first before we threw you on this mount he's like, well. Huh? Sink or swim, boy. So I was like, I learned <laughs> on my mount. So I'm doing this finish work and he's, you know, walking me through how to do it, everything. I get it home and hang it next to the 10 other whitetail mounts I have on the wall already that another guy did that he's purely commercial. Almost like, I just want the money. It looks kind of like a deer. Here you go. And then I look at the mount I finished with Marks, that Creative Critters texted under me compared to the other deer and I'm like, if only I would have known, you know, when I started hunting, all my mounts could be high quality mounts.
1: Well, I mean, you know, now you got something to go after. I mean, you know, if it, <laughs> yeah. if, if, if if shooting a big deer isn't enough, now you want to get that deer that just looks so much better. The thing is hung it, in your living room or dining room. What's what? What do you think? Don't the, they to get too far off topic? But what is the weirdest place to hang a deer?
2: I don't think there is one, man, because I have deer mounts everywhere. I mean, I I mean you got in a, your home, yeah,
1: you got them in the bathroom too.
2: Yeah, and it, I have a skull mount in the bathroom. I have, I don't have one in the bedroom. Actually, actually, um, Sam and I used to have one. We had an apartment. I had uh, you hung one the apartment. Oh, dude, my apartment was full of them. <laughs> um, my landlord, I could tell she was kind of like a, she, she gave off that anti-hunter vibe, and anytime something would happen where the landlord had to come in, I, I would see her look at all of them like.
1: Like, what did you do? Exactly. Oh, these poor deer. Oh, man. They didn't have a fighting chance. Yeah, they could have played the wind better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and They played the wind better. They had a fighting chance. It's sink or swim, huh? Yeah, but it's bow hunting. It's fair. <laughs> it's bow hunting.
2: Well, here's the thing. I've had people, some of their reactions, when I lived with my dad, he has just as many mounts as I do. And I probably, in my house right now, I probably have 12, maybe, um, downstairs and upstairs. I'd say easily 12. I have Plus um, a turkey. Yeah, a turkey and two turkey fans, a full-mount turkey, and then my dad has just as many. So when when I looked at my dad, we had them all in one area, and I had a girl come over one time and just started crying, like literally got down on her knees and balled up in like the fetal position and cried, and I'm not making that up either, and I was- I was offended. Like, I was like, get out. <laughs> Your
1: offense offends me, lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was offended. I was like, get Look, out right. of here. You don't okay, understand. Okay, even if, like, all right, all right, here's here's the thing. Like, it, it's, not, it's not, you know, a secret that I love firearms, all right? And if somebody put together a thesis on why guns are bad, yeah, I'm going to disagree with it, but I am going to respect the effort. I'm going to think. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll read it. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. I, I won't are saying. So for her to be like, "Oh my God, oh my God, these deer you killed!" Do you know how much time I spent in a tree stand just trying to kill these deer?
2: Well, it's just they don't understand. People who don't hunt don't get it. They just don't understand it at all. And everyone that bow hunts that's listening, because if you bow hunt, you're you're gonna let li- you know. Only people listening are bow hunters, so you yeah. understand.
1: I mean. <laughs> That's the hope. I hope somebody isn't <laughs> Some I hope vegans somebody, taking notes. You know, I hope somebody isn't listening. Like uh, this, uh, this right here isn't the how to cook better Indian food. <laughs> uh, th- they haven't talked about curry in four episodes. Yeah, they're on the wrong podcast. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, you know what? what? There is something to that. Uh, you know, you, you sent me an article. I think it was like four. You want to pull that article up? Which one? Uh, it's the one about the hunters that after they get done with the hunt. You made that sound all weird that, like, I sent this to you at, like, four in the morning. No, it wasn't four in the morning. It was, like, one in the morning.
2: Okay, there's a study that's going on right now. And I don't know how... I seen this the other day. If you
1: read... the, (laughs) I didn't really even... Why is everything capitalized except from and the... Is that proper English? You know, I have no idea. This is from Outdoor Hub by daniel you i think that's you uh no X- offense you? to you D- daniel but um XU and depending on how you want it to pre- be pronounced whatever thank you, you for the article yeah thank you um, for the article so it's it, a
2: very nice article this is the title of the article and if you guys haven't seen it you can go to outdoor hub and look it up study men returning from the hunt experience rush of the love hormone yeah Ooh. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't, this is
1: weird kind of, (laughs) but there's nothing, (laughs) there's nothing (laughs) that puts you in the mood. More More like hanging out with dudes at hunting (laughs) camp. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, oh honey, glad to see you. Oh oh, yeah, what has gotten into you? I sat in a tree stand for seven hours and I've got that love hormone rushing through me right now.
2: Oh man. So all right, here's how the article starts. Give me some sciencey stuff so people don't oh. think we're just blowing hot air. Okay, so I'm just gonna give you the beginning jabble of it. How do you feel after a hunt? Exhilarated? Hungry? Just plain tired? Disappointed. According to, yeah, disappointed. <laughs> According to a study by researchers at UC Santa Barbara, male hunters returning from the field may experience a sudden rise in oxytocin, I believe, the so called love hormone.
1: Wait, isn't that uh isn't that the drug they give you for pain? That's Oxycontin, Lil' White. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he'd get that reference. Oh, good Lord. Hey, he's from uh, Memphis, isn't he? <laughs> Does Lil' White listen to her? No one that was listening to this right now has any idea who Lil' White uh, is. No,
2: I, there's probably like three people that are like, yeah! Uh, Chip City know. Spalding, if, I hope you listen to our podcast. He would know for sure. No, okay. He's yeah. that perfect blend of hip-hop and hunting, which is cool. We'll one. find out. Um, so yeah, where is this going here? So called Uh, the love hormone,
1: oxytocin, oxymoron or whatever we were talking about.
2: So called the love hormone. This nickname is somewhat misled misleading since oxytocin not only promotes sexual arousal, but also a wide range of other benefits such as increasing sociability, reducing stress, reducing pain, healing wounds, and
1: some evidence of it being an antidepressant. Um. So what you're saying is, after I get done hunting, I'll feel really good. You know what I think it is more than anything, and not to (laughs) not to trash this article, but uh, if you're hunting, you're not working, and that always makes you feel good. Which, again, not to get too off topic, we should just rename ourselves to the off topic podcast, but uh, off topic bow hunting podcast. Yes, but uh, Logan, we can't be like we got to stick to the script.
2: Well, I went out and I had a great hunt and uh I hope you guys enjoy. Here it, it is. It was
1: a fantastic hunt. It's a great harvest. I will now read you the minutes of my last hunt. Does everyone approve? <laughs> like yeah, no. A, uh but uh, uh Logan and Eric Logan was going to be on. They it, it was going to be that to work late. Oh, it was going to be that little guys first podcast and uh man, I could see it now the smile on his face him struggling to look talk his from eye. his tonsil surgery just had Oh yeah, he had uh, tonsil uh, tonsil abrasions, tonsillectomy, tonsillitis, tonsil optations. Oh, yeah, yeah he, like he he got something removed from his mouth, so he so he can't talk. But <laughs> his tongue, um, they had to work late, um, both of them. So, in the words of uh, the rattlesnake, the bionic redneck, Stone Cold Steve Austin, swig of beer for the working man. <laughs> all right, all right. So that is. No, no, you don't bring him into Steve Austin. That was a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know why he did it. <laughs> I figured it would make a cooler noise. Um, but so, ba- back to the article, which here's here's why I'm in, and I brought this up last week. I mean, or, Last time when we were talking, I was talking about, you know, how we, as men, don't want to let our girlfriends win because the cavemen didn't. Kill woolly and mammoths I like that I like that analogy analogy right there yeah, um, yeah no right there right there but when you're hunting I mean you know for for because me me and Kurt you know we're, we're the most ethical people on the planet it may not sound like it we really but are. we are uh, I missed
2: on a lot of opportunities on bucks last season because I chose the ethical route. And, and, yeah, I was and speaking thinking about of that being
1: unethical at points. I was like, "Ah, I know that deer's like you know barely walking, you know, because it's so young." No, it's, a, it's always <laughs> tempting, but
2: you know you got to have that ethical <laughs> little demon inside say, so, "Hey, yeah, you know what would so, what would Saxton Pope do?" Yes, from Pope and Young Club. Um, what would he? But the founder. But, but you are
1: struggling, you know, that whole time, w- which lets you know that you are a fantastic human being when you can pass up a deer. Because you're out there, and you're like, I'm, I'm bringing home food to my family. Which, you know, back in the day, you know, way back in the day, you would kill a deer, drag it home, and butcher it yourself. You know, I don't think the caveman had, had, like, a guy who specialized. Yeah. yeah, he's just sitting there cracking arrowheads and yeah. sharp rocks. He's like, ah, ah. you know. They, know, they had a, probably had
2: a designated bow tuner back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's that, isn't it Tim Wells with the... Uh... He has the old Rage commercials where he's hunting dinosaurs. <laughs> that just reminded me of that. I've never oh, seen that. Oh, dude, it's great. He's like two cavemen are going, and he's I don't know, like a T Rex comes up, and he slings an arrow through one. He's like,
0: oh, Rage. Oh, I don't know. It's been forever since
2: they I've probably
1: seen had to have some like rock text. They're like, you know, like they probably <laughs> rock had, tech. The, the cavemen probably had those rock salesmen that came. Like, because every time you see like a broadhead, they're like killing. Like, all right, we we know. If I go get a broadhead that was put out five years ago, it's going to kill a deer. Oh, 15 yeah. years ago, it's going to kill man. a deer. Thunderheads,
2: Thunderheads have been around forever. I know guys that, one of my one of the guys who's sent with – I've been shooting thunderheads for 20-some years. Yeah, so you get you what know. I'm
1: saying. So they're going to kill deer, but there's always, like, something new that comes out that, oh, they fly better. Yeah. Really, because I kill the deer with this product. And, and not to put down any because there's been some really – Everyone's got an opinion, man. Yeah. So that's a cool thing. So, Here's what works for you. So you have to understand that back in the day, there was probably like some, some guy walking around because they didn't have the wheel yet. So he's just dragging these bag this bag of rocks, <laughs> and he's knocking on the cave door, you know. And they roll the border over, uh, boulder over, and he's like, "Look, you know, see how see how I put this line down the middle. As soon as you hit that mammoth in the head, done in like thirty six hours.
2: <laughs> thirty six hours. All right. <laughs> Those are." Back to this article, and then we're gonna wrap this up for this article here. And I thought this is—I got—I want to mention this. Cause this well, you don't want talk about this about you killing
1: caveman salesman. No, I'm over that. <laughs> okay. Who was, oh yeah, no, Do yeah, no, you want to get back to who was it? Was that Captain? It was Captain Caveman. He'd reach in and was—I have no idea what himself or whatever. He was just like this ball of hair, and he would pull out, like a sink or whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know Captain Caveman. Yeah. Forizo? I don't. I have no idea who that is. <sighs>
2: Your childhood was not as good as mine. Hunting naturally increases testosterone, naturally, which I can kind of see where that, you know, is that relation comes in play.
1: And not to not to be you know too. Well, yeah, it is. But think about when a guy's out at at a bar, and he's hunting women, and you can see he had the air (laughs) quote looking for a mate. Uh. (laughs) He gets a little testy, right? He wants those to... are beer muscles, though. Too <laughs> those are beer muscles, but yeah, no, I, I, I can definitely see that. You know, where the, the primal, that primal instinct's going to kick in.
2: Well, here's the thing. Okay, so hunting naturally increases testosterone, especially if the hunt is successful. Researchers found that the higher a hunter's testosterone is raised, the higher his oxy, is that oxytocin? That's got to be. I got to be saying that right. Level will surge w- when he returns. In many ways. This allows the hunter to sober up from the negative effects of high testosterone levels. Although women are also affected by oxytocin, the study followed mostly male hunters.
1: <laughs> I'm done with this article. No, come on, I going to keep talking about. It. Now we <laughs> did we talk to the ladies last week? I think we'll uh, this will be uh, we'll put this up on our. Uh, yeah. on How our do Facebook you feel page. after the hunt? Yeah, ladies, does the love hormone kick in? And that's if the case, so,
2: we want to get back into the tender of the bone. Ladies,
1: game. you need to start hunting.
2: I don't want to kill any animals. That was my girl impression. I was awful. I should not probably never do that again.
1: What do you mean? Mm-hmm. The
2: girls love killing animals. They, how well, most of them do. Nah. The ones that I think
1: about, because I think about, like, there is, the Likoski, Tiffany, and... Yeah. <laughs> there are so many women hunting now, and it's... I, I... I honestly think it's good for the sport. I mean, you no, know, it you've definitely got, is. Yeah, Then obviously you've got a whole new market that you can market to, and and you know what? There's some really, uh, oh. there's some really interesting products out there. Um, stuff like, uh, what, what did I see? It was just for does. Yeah, that's it's, like a team, I believe. Yeah, and it's it's makeup that you know you can. <laughs>
2: No, but I think Just for Doze is an actual like uh women's hunting team, I believe.
1: I might be wrong. It may be, but it was it was this from what I saw it was it it was makeup that didn't have a scent so you can look good 20 and a half feet off the ground. Uh, well,
2: <laughs> well, don't they have like the shampoo and stuff too? I like, I can see that, you know, where that would work and everything like that.
1: But. I mean, yeah, cuz you know, and I'm not going to speak for all women, but I have enough women experience that uh, girls don't really like going mm-hmm. uh, without their hair. You know, mm, yeah. If, if even if your hair looks bad, it's like no one's going to see you, and that's actually the point. Where's the <laughs> you thing? don't want to be seen, so why do you got to wear makeup. But
2: well, the thing uh, is with the hun- TV women hunters and regular just hunters, it's a different ball game. You know, I don't. I like to think that a lot of women hunters like that aren't on TV. Don't. Get dolled up before they go out to the woods. I don't think they would. I hope
1: not. Unlike you, I I'd have no like gri- to think so. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Kurt. Why'd you check out? Whatever. I Man, we start ta- talking about ladies. I'm out of this. Out.
2: I'm like touchy subject. I'm gone.
1: Out of here. But uh, yeah, no, that was that was one of the things we were gonna cross. I know you. Uh, you told me about something that you want to bring up too.
2: Yeah, this would be in a loose very loose bow hunting news segment and part of that uh, article with the going hunting makes you a hornball (laughs) article we'll throw this (laughs) into that um this is the well where's this article at um the archery wire um bow hunter snags oklahoma record with 191 that's measured way way wrong i don't know what measuring system this is i should have checked that um because deer are measured to the nearest eighth of an inch, and this is not. I'll just call it 191 inches. Um, Samaritan Well, they County, are in Oklahoma. Um, in Oklahoma. Yeah, who knows? They have, I don't know. I don't think this is by the Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young measuring system, which I'm a full supporter of. Chandler Henderson took advantage of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and bagged a record-breaking buck. Uh No, yeah, they messed it up. They they messed up the title of this article. Um with the final score of 191 and 7 eighths inches. So, yeah, that would be the right measuring system. I didn't know what was going on. Um, he now holds an all-time... Whatever that is. Record for a typical mule deer taken in Oklahoma. And this thing's a, a monster. Um, I'm glad
1: we're putting this on tape. This is rough. <laughs> no, it's a... I mean, it's a It's a giant deer. I mean, you know, it it is a mule, but... Uh, I mean, you know, you just kind of look at this thing. And, and you got to understand, this, this dude does not look like he's a small dude at all.
2: No, he looks like a, a pretty good-sized guy. But, man, but this thing that thing, thing is looks a like an elk. Yeah, it's a real big bug. I mean, 191, um, 191, 7 eighths with a bow on 11-4 of 2014. Second place for Oklahoma is with a gun, um, 180 and an
1: eight. Um, so there you go. He won. That's right. That's right. Bow over gun. Any day, you know what's funny? The top five is uh Chandler
2: Henderson, 191 and 7 eighths When we're talking about now with the bow, then second place is a gun kill, 180 and an eighth. And then it says Kiri William, uh, that's a, I don't know how to pronounce his name, 178 and 6 eighths It says primitive, so I think that might be like uh traditional equipment.
1: uh <laughs> how traditional are we talking? Do you think some guy came up to his house? And it was like knocking on his door. He's like, "Hey, man, what's you buy up?" A rock Broadhead. <laughs> you want to buy a rock?
2: That could be. Um, that was in 1992. So this guy, and then, oh. and uh, fourth and fifth place are both firearm kills, and and the 178 for number four, 171 for number five, and that was 1985 and 2000. So Chandler, my hat <laughs> is, is off to primitive? you. Primitive. It's um. I
1: it's, don't think it, like do you think he just traditional
2: t- unless he killed it with a spear. Tim oh, Wells. Well that
1: could be. I doubt it. Uh, we need to research that a little bit I, I
2: Yeah, we can research that. Maybe we'll bring that up the next episode. Yeah, but. maybe you
1: should look it up now because I'm going to forget by now. Well, I Think do have to
2: give my hat, you know, my hat's off to Chandler because yeah. he's top of the ranks, 191 and 7 with a bow. That's, that's pretty and awesome.
1: Chandler, you have my respect with an asterisk until we find out what that primitive was. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if that turns out to be he jumped out of a tree, I... Man, he did no, not. Hey, come not. on,
2: he, he, he might have used a recurve. I think that's what it means. But would it said traditional?
1: Yeah, still. Um, oh no, you don't think he used a? Uh, you don't think he used a slingshot, did he? <laughs> how? What do you mean how? What what a? I don't know. Whatever. Dude, maybe he put a matter. broadhead on a slingshot. You could have. But anyway
2: but anyway we wanted to bring that up. I think that's some pretty interesting stuff, especially if you're a bow hunter, knowing there's a new Oklahoma state record with a bow, 191.
1: So it means you know you have to pass up the big deer and go after the even bigger deer.
2: Yeah, don't shoot the 180s. Let them pass until they become a
1: 200. Yeah, don't do that at all. Don't ever do that. But yeah, no, that's I all mean right. that, that that kind of bleeds into what me me and Kurt want to talk about next. Uh we found it's a pretty cool ad
2: we, Yeah we trade. found another
1: article We we looked at articles Because we, we want to start Bringing you guys more uh, We want to bring you more Of what's actually happening Out there In the in the hunting world Rather it's than the what's, off season So it's yeah, Rather than you know, what's the happening with us. To talk about this stuff. Um,
2: Even though Some of you are getting Turkey hunting Good luck to everyone out there um, In the next couple of weeks
1: Except the people Who are going to hunt Next to me The worst of luck To you And all to me
2: Okay, this is on Realtree.com by Stephanie Mallory. Um, this is the top ten hunting pet peeves. Number one, tiny pea jugs.
1: Okay, I think I can speak for everyone listening. When, When you're trying to wake up because it's that early, and the only thing you know how to do is slam coffee after coffee... Yeah, that's you're gonna run yourself into straight into a problem. Right yeah. There. Now, here's here's something that you know if if you're just thinking about getting into bow hunting, you know you're listening to us for advice, which I don't know why you would do that, but stranger things have happened. I actually uh, plan ahead for this, and I'll let you
2: finish what you're gonna say. Yeah.
1: If if you're 20 feet up, and you nature calls. Oh! Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep hopping down and hopping up. Because, number one, you're going to be moving around scaring a lot of deer. Yeah. And, number two, eh, got to do some work on your day off. That yeah. doesn't make sense either. I've got a funny story. All right. Well, first of all, I
2: – and this is not good for your body. Like, you should be drinking water. I refuse to drink fluid if I know I'm going to be in the stand for a long time. Because <laughs> I do not want to have to get down to go to the bathroom. So, I, I plan ahead. My body just trained. When it's hunting season, I'm not peeing. That's how <laughs> Kurt it's going down. himself into beef jerky. Exactly. I'll <laughs> dehydrate the
1: sh- the crap out of uh, myself. Whoa. Almost slip almost slipped. Whoa. Up. I think we can say it once. Yeah, you better slow down on the beers, buddy. So but the funny story
2: is my dad killed his biggest buck, a hundred eighty-three and an eighth inch mainframe eight pointer. He was peeing into a Gatorade bottle, turned around, seeing this thing coming out of the ravine. Finishes his business, turns around 15 yards, smokes this deer. So,
1: it's just kind of... <laughs> hey, I swear. He, your dad's like, what, 50-something? Yeah, 50. Okay, five. so this was probably like a seven-minute pee. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, so, he watched this. T- <laughs> uh, this I love your dad. He's going to listen, too. I money. know. Because he called you right before here, and he's like, oh, you guys are doing a podcast. I'll be sure to listen. Yeah, well, let's edit this out. My dad's a big fan of
2: the podcast, but he's my parents.
1: So. And yeah, not after that low comment. <laughs> yeah, he's like,
2: Screw that podcast. No, yeah. I'll go but- listen to someone else who isn't my son's podcast. <laughs> we'll put that uh that picture of my dad's buck online and uh that's what that was the big joke all in the hunting camp was the guy or P. Instead of Tink Sixty Nine, the Guyer P is what brings in the big boys. So You
1: know, I'm I'm not gonna get too into it, but uh two years ago. I was hunting at my dad's uncle's property, and he's got this, I call it the blind, but it's a stand, it's about six feet up off the ground, maybe like seven or eight, but it looks down in a ravine, so it's like higher than it is, so I hop down one day, and I'm like, man, I I just, I, I gotta pee, like really bad, so I go down, and I'm like, I didn't have any Gatorade bottles, so I just...
0: Went Sometimes back over there
1: I, w- I walked down I was hoping I was downwind Funny enough Some deer comes It's, it's a doe her fawn And they come like right behind me I just happen to Happen to catch a glance And I go Oh no They're walking right Into where I just peed They kind of disappear In the foliage For a uh, For a couple seconds here And then Nero Gone <laughs> oh, they, they were out of you. there Oh, yeah, no, it was, it, it was bad, and I was like, you know, not that I was going to shoot a doe with a fawn, but, you know, it was like, it kind of got me thinking, I was like, you know, what
2: if... Funny story about that, actually, I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, well, good, because I was going to tell a story. So finish it off. Finish go it ahead. Off. Remind finish me up. about the doe and the fawn thing when you get done. No,
1: all right. Uh, I had this brilliant idea that I was going to, I was going to call it the Half Crescent Moon, <laughs> where I... I thought that I could probably drive some deer back towards me if I walked the property and just little drips of urine of mine everywhere so that when they started walking that way, I could lead them right back to me.
2: That's the most painful thing I've ever heard you say. How bad of an idea was that? Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to fire you from our podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, they, I want to pee in a half moon through the woods and maybe it'll. Push it was the, the deer first
1: thing you. that came to my head. I was like, man, that's that's how you drive deer towards you. <sighs> it, is it illegal? It's not illegal, but it's a
2: freaking awful idea.
1: <laughs> it is. But think of all the <laughs> walking you'd have to do. Oh, uh, it's so stupid. It oh, You know me. what I'll do next time? I'll not, put it in a spray bottle. Oh, no. Don't. Come on, How, ba- how bad
2: of an idea could that be? An awful one. Your own urine, spraying it around. Do, I like, need, do you want me to use yours? There's guys that say that they will pee in scrapes. I would never do that, but there's like there's like an argument out there. Not, I wouldn't necessarily say an argument, but there's people out there, yeah, I pee in scrapes. You, you'll run across those weird guys. Maybe not weird. Maybe it works for them. I don't know. Maybe you're fooled by, um, I don't know. You're fooled by randomness is what it's going on, but I would never do that. But there's guys that say, yeah, I pee in scrapes because they'll come into so it. So
1: what do you want me to do? Do you want me to take pictures of myself and then post them on trees so when they see, they're like, oh, he's been here and walk away. <laughs> yeah, do that. What, you no, think that's a little bit better idea? You
2: pattern and you set up and there you go. That's what
1: you do. Yeah, isn't half crescent moon a pattern? It is a pattern. Steve. Well, actually, let's do crescent moon. <laughs> back to the article. No, back to what you were gonna say
2: about a doe and a fawn. Oh, I'll just cover that real – that's a discussion for during a podcast during hunting season. But they say sometimes you see a, a doe with a button buck fawn. If you harvest that doe, that button buck fawn – because normally the time hunting season rolls around, they're pretty well off on their own. I mean, you make your judgment there. Some are born late, whatever. That's kind of – I don't know, whatever. But anyway, they say if you harvest a doe with a button fawn, that buck is likely to stay in that area for his lifespan. That will be his home range if you harvest – the dough. I learned that from Cherry Outdoors DVDs, but I think it's actually an interesting concept. You know what I mean? Because I've done that though. I've I've done that where I've harvested a dough in the button fawn with a button fawn. And I have bucks that are that stay within their small home range. So I don't know if that's related. I don't have enough trail cameras out there to be like, yeah, for sure. This is that deer. But like clipping the wings. In a way, kind of, yeah. Kind of is. I don't know if that's true, but I've just that's heard that's a theory. Um back Comment to, on
1: that if you've ever heard anything about that. Yeah,
2: I would like to know what other guys what your opinion on that is. Um I haven't you know, every time I see a a button fawn with a dough, I'm not like, Oh, I'm taking this dough, you know what I mean? I don't go out of my way. But I've heard eh, that. it
1: depends on what part of the season it is. If it's like January, January it's like yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. Oh man, that dough looks a little mal, uh, mal, mal, malnutrition. What's that word? Malnutrition? Malnut? I don't know. Yeah, what's the um? Not past tense, guys. I didn't uh, do very well in school. Just uh, understand that. But yeah, back back to what we were talking. So about. So back to the hunting
2: pet peeves.
1: There's some that
2: don't really identify with anyone. Um. One is t- tiny pea jugs, no pea jugs at all is number two unfriendly competition um yeah, we can kinda see what that is that doesn't really affect a lot of us. I guess if you're in a hunting camp, and you have someone that's jealous of something you shot or doesn't want you in a certain spot um cameraman's irregular bowels, which <laughs> if you unless you have a camera guy, you don't really have to worry about that, yeah, um, but these are some pretty good ones here, and everyone can identify with this unless you're like in Florida. Number five, super cold weather, mm-hmm. and number six, poison ivy.
1: You know how to um, you know how to battle poison ivy?
2: I've never had it in my
1: life. Were rubber lips, rubber lips. I'm not catching you here. It man. was in a Batman movie. Remember poison ivy when she tried oh, if geez. if she kissed you, you got you know dead or whatever. Pan. And uh, she tried to kiss Robin, and he looks and he pulls off. He goes. Rubber lips. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. That was way over my head. No, I've never I think it was Batman forever. (sighs) Nah, Steve. Nah, just saying, just saying.
2: I've never had poison Ivy in my life, ever. I mean I think if you're now I'm gonna get it every time I go to the woods now.
1: I mean I, I I don't know what you're hunting when poison ivy is really an issue. I mean, I could see really early season hanging stands. Oh, hanging, stands. But I this is—I yeah, thought this might have been hunting. I mean, I could see hanging stands, but if you're hunting, I mean, you know, they're really the Sometimes only guys get should, it
2: all the way through into November, man.
1: But when when you should you really be getting? I mean, other than on your hands, you <sighs> know? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how much expo, exposed uh, clothing you want to. Be wearing out there to where you're going to be getting it on your legs and things.
2: Number seven is blood sucking chiggers.
1: Have you ever had chiggers before? No, I did get bed bugs once.
2: Completely different critter. Um, Chiggers. Me and my dad got them really bad one year, hanging tree stands in the summer, and that was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> I don't know if that. Maybe it was a different animal. I was told the doctor told us it was chigger bites. What happened? I had a rash. Well, what happened? My my dad's up in a tree. I'm sawing trees down for shooting lanes. I look on my hand. And I see these little tiny, tiny bugs crawling around. I'm like, and we're an hour and a half away from home. I'm like, we got to go. Like, there's bugs all over me. We get home, and I take one of those scrubbing blocks, you know, in the shower. For oh, like yeah. Women's gross feet or something, whatever they scrub their dry skin uh, off with.
1: Yeah, what are those called? Um, whatever.
2: Exfoliating block or whatever it is. Why did you have one of those? I don't know. I had one. Though. Okay. So I <laughs> scrubbed down with that thing completely, and I got most of it. I missed my stomach, and I had a rash on my stomach literally for four months from these things. Ugh. My dad's vision wasn't the best up-close vision. He didn't know he even had them. He should have seen him. He, he, like, showered and scrubbed, but not like I was <laughs> paranoid. My dad had rashes all all over all up his arms, all down his legs. And he had to get this, I don't know, like, calamine lotion and all that stuff. Uh, and, like, oh, it was... it was Take like an oatmeal bath. Dude, it was uh, a wreck. Yeah, it really dude. was. It was a mess. And I said, that was only happened on that property near Peoria where, where we hunted. And we said, never again will we go down in the summer to hang stands. We'll wait until, like, a good frost or just spray down. Like, from then on out, anytime we went out there where there was a risk of, you know, it was summer heat, we basically shotgun to canda off deep woods all over our skin, just psh, punctured puncture the bottle and just let it spray us. You punctured an aerosol bottle. Yep. We did that. No we didn't really do that. We just probably went through three or four of them. I I think he did. Social media haters.
1: Now I don't uh I don't look at my phone when I'm hunting. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. I, I missed a, I missed a buck two years ago because I had just got a brand new phone. Oh, it was the – and I was tweeting, man, I'm not seeing anything. And then I hear, Warp. and looking right at me was a uh, nice shooting buck. Shooting buck. Guess what I was on? Facebook. Facebook or Twitter? Guess which one? I'm guessing Twitter. That I was. You're tweeting... I don't know, the jury boys. Uh, no, I was tweeting someone else. But when I missed that buck this year, guess which website I was then on? Facebook. Uh, no, I told you, and it has to do with Hulk Hogan. I'll let you guys uh, try and figure out what video that was. It was nothing about wrestling. Ah, oh, jeez. But, you know, yeah, you... Uh, there's nothing that gets you more fired up than when you're... Out there enjoying life and, you know, you follow some people who are hunting on Twitter and then you start seeing the negative things that people say about them. And it's just like there's so many haters on social media for hunting,
2: man. It's it's ridiculous. And I've I've experienced a few. I'm no famous bow hunter, but, you know, we've all had that run in with that hunter hater or the jealous other hunter, oh know, yeah, who wants to put you down for something you've shot or something you're proud of it's, yeah, that's even worse like why
1: would you shoot that it's my like a,
2: here's my advice if you kill a deer with a bow we're not even talking about gun hunting if you kill a deer with a bow and it's your first buck if it's as long as you're happy with that deer and you're proud of that deer and you put a picture up and it's I'm hoping that when you put your pictures up on social media it's respectful and clean yeah, and I hate to be that guy like clean your pictures up. But you know, make respect the animal a little bit when you take your pictures and put them online because everyone can look at those pictures. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta make it look decent.
1: Yeah, if you've ever dragged a uh, a doe out of the woods with Kurt and then uh, (laughs) and then and then positioned it for a picture, I I, I would say a picture because one of them got posted. But uh, you know, you obviously want to make make things look clean. And how many
2: pictures did we take? And I put
1: one up it was about like 56 but you wanted to show you know the the beauty of the animal i mean it was yeah. I, I mean it's not i mean you're not out there just like oh look what i shot you know look at it dead on the ground no i, you, I hate that he hate posted it up and you know you wanted to show it with the because bo- it it was a doe and you know kurt was proud of it and we you know we made sure we wiped off the blood a little bit didn't make it look too gory i mean mm-hmm. you know we, you can't we, really ignore
2: the hey, realism of you har- you I'm not going to say harvested. You kill an animal.
1: Yeah, we could have uh, put it on that other side and uh, showed where the arrow went. I'm out of here, guys. Yeah, well, I we I, could have I, showed everybody that side. But, no, we, we, I, you know, you, you make it respectable. Obviously, there's going to be blood because you shot an animal. But, you know, you, you want to
2: make it look. You got to be respectful, man. That's the thing. Like, it's a living animal. It's a beautiful creature. And would you shoot a deer with a bow? I don't know. It's. Take a good memory. It's a memory when you take that picture. That's what you refer to, like you show your buddies. Hey, man, I shot this the other day. And okay, <laughs> yeah, you show it, and you've got it already, and it's all hanging up. There's blood. Hang-
0: Look at this. It's the like, uh, come on, man, the, clean that
1: up a bit. The two you know. kids I work with, one's nineteen, one's eighteen, and uh, actually, he's probably going to listen to this. So I'm not going to say his name, but the the one kid shot a really nice looking buck, and uh, the other guy ended up shooting shooting a deer. And I mean it was it was just a little you know, it was a little fork buck. But he's like, dude, that was my second deer ever. One with a, it was my first one with a bow. So he was so proud of it. You know, he was so proud that he got that done. And and you know, of, of course everybody was giving him <laughs> 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 the one kid who shot that big deer <laughs> every walked up, he goes Hey I almost said his name. Hey, you can get that uh you can get that mounted, and, you know, I, obviously it was all in good, but, you know, he, he understood that it was, uh, he, you know, the, the kid was so proud of it, man. And well, that's
2: awesome. you got to start somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, Especially he, when you kill, with a bow, anything's a trophy. It really is. Yeah. I'm proud of every doe I killed my bow, and I've killed a lot of does with the archery <laughs> equipment.
1: <laughs> a lot in one day, one time.
2: Yeah, Steve helped me drag out <laughs> two in a day, and one got eaten by coyotes. But it, yeah. that's actually on my YouTube at Kurt Geier Hunt's. So you can watch that, but uh, yeah, it, but I plug. mean, you know,
1: obviously, be proud of what you do. I mean, don't let the the haters are always going to be sipping on haterade. Hate is going to hate. Haters going to hate. Lovers going to love. Okay, so we had a social media question.
2: Um, we only had one this week because technically we're a bi-weekly show, but we're doing two in a row this
1: time. So, well, yeah, I mean, technically, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do however we want to do it. It. It's it, our it, podcast. it is our podcast. We you don't tell us what to do. So Unless he stopped listening. Here was
2: a social media question. I don't even know if I I might have only put it on Instagram. But I put um who's your bow hunting idol? And we had one solid response. Just Thank one. you. And he's actually the sponsor of our show this week, so ironically enough, he's a listener. Um it'd be Mark Rife underscore taxidermy. You guys go check that out. Um he says for his bow hunting idol, for overall deer skills, Lee Lukoski, which I, I can agree with that for the most part. For awesome shot, Tim Wells and Chris Brackett. I'm assuming I'm allowed
1: more than one.
2: Yes, you are allowed more than one. <laughs> yes, Thanks, you Mark.
1: are. We didn't. Uh, maybe we should have put Idol slash Idols. Well, I do. leela Koski for
2: bow hunting. That guy just knows his stuff. Like that guy is on top of his game.
1: Um, he's an engineer too. Yeah, like a he's like a engineer, chemical engineer. Yeah. yeah. So you know that that guy is uh, way more intelligent than if you. And, and, and I'm not putting him down or anything, but if you ever got into his brain, you'd be like, "Oh, wow, this works a lot different than mine." Yeah, you exactly. know, engineers are uh, are a different kind of breed. And what, what, what's funny? I'm an is,
2: engineer, an operating engineer. Okay, aka. we're not talking about this kind of engineer. We're talking about the engineers,
1: <laughs> the yeah, the white collar ones. Uh, yeah, we're we're talking about those ones that. Uh, you know, if they didn't sign a exclusivality agreements, or I'm saying that all wrong, but you know what I mean, um, they'd be millionaires. So then he also
2: said that... Um,
1: Exclusivity agreements, that's what it was. You're
2: not an engineer, you don't need to know words.
1: That's right. That's right, <laughs> I'm a co-host of a podcast.
2: Yeah, we're just talking for people to listen to, we don't need to know words. Um, he says, Tim will for Awesome Shot, Tim Wells and Chris Brackett. Um, Chris Brackett... I'm a big fan of Chris Brackett. One, he's relatively local. Um, he's out of Bartonville, which is near Peoria. Um, yeah, I'm that familiar. guy is incredible. Everyone knows who Chris Brackett is. You watch uh, Arrow, Affliction, or Fear No Evil, <laughs> and I've met him several times. And I got he is he's a stand up guy, man. He's been nice to me every time I've ever talked to him. And I remember he,
1: and. Uh, Oh, sorry, I had something in my throat. We don't have a cough button. But correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that guy has the craziest hair. No, sideburns. Sideburns, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I haven't paid my direct TV bill in a while. No, I'm kidding. I, I got rid of all my hunting channels because uh, uh, Chris you know, Brackett, get on company. Carbon TV, man. I want to yeah. watch you on Carbon TV. Okay, so, yeah, it was the crazy sideburns. I was thinking it was a hair. But, uh, you know, you watch that guy, and he's just like, all right, man, you know, Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to bowfish, uh, except for birds. I mean, like, they just got their <laughs> little oh, yeah, RC cars Turkey. He, yeah, he's got his RC cars he's doing. And to me, that guy brings a whole new level to the game of archery where it's like, all right, I'm on board. You know, I I, I want to see what you're bringing up next. All right. And uh, there we are with little technical difficulties, but uh, that's behind-the-scenes stuff. But we thought we would let you guys in because this is exclusive content now. Yeah. yeah. Chris Brackett. We're back
2: on topic here.
1: Why are you so giddy right now? Talking about Chris Brackett. <laughs> do you want him on the show? I do actually. I'd love that. Okay, you want to make this happen? Yeah, call him out. Kip from Red Arrow didn't
2: care about you calling him out last episode, by the way. Alright. He probably listened and was like...
1: Alright, I'll call. Chris Brackett. Now I know... That you've held that Intercontinental Championship belt for far too long. But I'm going to tell you, I've been training... Not- okay, I'm not even going to do this. Chris Brackett, <laughs> be on our-, our show, please. Chris Brackett, please be on our shows. Come on, man. Dude, here we go. Ready? Please. <laughs> you live an hour and a half away. You know how long it takes to Skype? Less than half a second. Exactly. We can do live... Uh, actually, we've got to figure out how to Skype. But No, I would say the next few episodes, we'll have...
2: Probably one of our first guests We'll probably do that Not every You know once we start Getting all that going, Yeah we're gonna every time, but.
1: Try and get more guests Obviously when people Actually think we're a Serious thing but Mr.
2: Eric Herm is calling me right <sighs> now. Herm is calling What a bad person uh,
1: tell, him we'll, tell him we'll call him back I will have to do that Um, But you guys As our listeners Go ahead And tweet Mr. Brackett Call him out Email him I'm sure his phone number Is somewhere and tell him he needs to be on our podcast because we've got some things to discuss. I had him call me one time for
2: real. Uh, did you really? He Yeah, he's a really cool guy. He, he was on his way home from a hunting trip one time. And he said, hey, if you guys are a fan of the show, message me. I'll call you. So he <laughs> no, did For real, yeah. And my buddy Tyler, we were, we basically watched hunting DVDs. I think it was during hunting season. It was super late. Tyler's passed out on the couch. I'm sitting there watching. actually was watching Arrow Affliction on DVR. I get a blocked phone number calling me, and I had messaged him. I'm like, no way. This is this is Chris Brackett. <laughs> I, I just did. It didn't say the number or nothing. I answered him like, hello? What's up, man? It's Chris Brackett. I'm like, no. Seriously? He's like, yeah, man. What's going on? <laughs> I seriously <laughs> talked to him for probably 20 minutes on the phone.
1: Dude, he really gave that. I thought he would only give you like a 10-minute thing no. or a 10-second thing like – All right, got to go. I got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people asking me to. He was driving home from
2: wherever he was. Well, well, we're
1: going to assume he was riding home because we don't want to assume that he was
2: driving. It it was legal then. Yeah. But anyway, I talked to him for probably 20 minutes, and I just felt like I was talking to one of my hunting buddies. Like, he was that
1: cool. Was he really that bored on the road? Just like, "Eh, I want to talk to fans, see what they're up to. What time was it? Like, two in the morning. On, on a Saturday, or I don't, I don't remember. Uh, it probably yeah, like a Saturday night. If or it was something. that memorable, you would have remembered it.
2: All I remember is him calling me. Man, that that was worth it enough. It was cool. I think he sees it as like you know, these guys are they just they're my fans. They follow me on my social media. I'm gonna give them a little bit of love, which is cool. No, you, you know? know what?
1: You know what always appealed to me was he was the dude that I was always like, okay, if if I was ever gonna sit down. And hang out with somebody. Like, this is the guy. Because he, he... He... He comes off to me as one of these guys who... Has... Has enough appeal that he can reach to anything that you want to talk Like... Like if I was gonna to talk to him, because obviously, yeah, I, I looked up some of the bands that you know he would have played. The Pimps, man, that's yeah, the Pimps. I, I saw that, and I was a, like, they're a cool band because he played it. And I go, D- what is this dude, you know, listening to? Yeah, and it turns out to be the Pimps, and I'm like, okay, th- there's something more that's going on with this guy than than he's letting on. Dude, he's an awesome guy. I, I just I'm. I think we've talked about it
2: on almost every podcast. There, I'm a really big fan of him and his crew. Uh, they just seem I feel like I can relate to them more than anyone else in the hunting industry. Like Chip, his editor, oh. is a skateboarder, hip hop guy, and I'm a BM. I grew up a BMX kid, so
1: and I like hip hop, and hip hop is good. So you know what we could do? We could talk our way into getting to his house, right? He's gonna we'll make friends with him, right? Yeah. We'll go down to his house, and we'll get Five Guys Burgers. Is that in Peoria? Yeah, there is one down there. Never had it in my life. Oh man, you are missing out. Order one order of fries for two people. I'm telling you this now, so you don't so you're not overwhelmed later. <laughs> well, oh yeah, this is a bow hunting podcast, by the way. Uh, shooting deer with broadheads. There, we've talked about it enough.
2: Yeah, this podcast was loosely uh, formatted. And Steve's like, yeah, let's stick to uh, – let's get to our segment. <laughs> so you've been wanting to get to, Kurt. Steve's the master of uh, – You
1: know what? We did one long segment that we're going to end up trimming down. I mean, you know, me and Kurt could sit out here and talk for – till 3 in the morning
2: over a 800-pack of Spotted Cow.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's just something that we could do. But, uh, you know, hey, obviously it's all <sighs> – it's all for the fans we're doing it for you guys. So understand that we're sitting here for <laughs> for an hour It's for the fans, for the fans guys. If you have
2: listened to this whole podcast, we thank you so much. If you listened to any of the other podcasts we had before this one, cause we're on number foe, we thank you Bo. so much. Thank you for anyone who's liked anything on our social media or commented. Um, we're hoping it picks up. We are, we will definitely shout you guys out. Um,
1: Oh and 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 actually I didn't really have anything to say I just couldn't see if I was cuz I don't think I'm being recorded right now unless that's just yours No you definitely are Okay um we are going to start working on trying to get some t-shirts some gear stickers. and stickers and things like that uh so we'll put on all the stop signs around town so you know whenever people <laughs> obey the law. Yeah whenever people obey the law they'll be able to see us
2: so that's going to wrap it up for episode four of the Working Class Hunters. Thank you guys so much. Go shoot your bow, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Elf guys.
1: Beater, Zane.
0: You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, tails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30pm Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.